Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second edition of the Wayo Update. Woohoo! Updates, updates. It is your host with the most, Agent Frost, along with my partners in crime, Madam B. Hello. And Big Daddy. There's a big ass fucking spinny thing coming our way. What the hell? Yes. All right, Earl, back in the trailer. I can't. <laughs> They're making me move. <laughs> So, for all of you uh, Floridian, Georgian, Carolina residents, especially people on the islands, please stay safe. If you're on the island still, we are truthfully sorry, and we are 100% actually praying for you guys, because this is not a storm to be laughed at like it was two days ago. No, yes, this is might be the biggest storm since, well, the biggest storm since Andrew. Honestly, I think this actually has now become a stronger hurricane than Andrew. Because I don't think I don't think Andrew was a cat five. Yeah, I think Andrew was a cat four. So, guys, just uh, keep yourself updated, stay hydrated, and uh, seek shelter if can. And load up on pop tarts and beer. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. we're gonna kick it off with the pre-show breaking news coming up next. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what has been going on in the world of wrestling besides Triple H saying he had once nothing to do with Enzo? Zero interest. <laughs> but he didn't say that with Cass, so it makes me wonder. Yeah. A lot of people are buzz about that. Well, I think it's because with Big Cash's issue, it was him not taking care of himself mm-hmm. in politics backstage, I guess. But with Enzo, he just brought drama onto himself without letting anyone knowing. He did it to himself, first and foremost. Basically, Enzo Amore, he he is a cautionary tale for how karma can come back and bite you square in not just the ass, but in the balls, too. Take a lesson, all you one-hit wonders. Yes, please. And if you are a one-hit wonder, learn a new fucking trick. For the love of God. Uh, but But basically, it's just a... It's a cautionary tale of, you know... Don't write checks with your mouth that your ass can't cash. So that's what happened. Yep. But that's a story for another day. And also, uh, Alicia Atout did a interview with Renee Young. Yes, which I haven't seen yet. I saw it pop up on uh, YouTube, and I I am very interested to see what. Uh... Who? Uh, you remember the Ambi interviews I showed you, honey? The what? The interviews, uh, the the young Canadian girl who did interviews with like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and all that. I on know. YouTube. Are we talk? Okay, we talking that chick that works for Impact. That well, used she, to work she, for Impact. She oh, did yeah. work for Impact for a short period of time. But she yes. got a conversation with Renee Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And WWE was okay with that. I don't know, but we're gonna find out. Fellow Canadian connection. Interesting. From Toronto. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Canadians, did you see Edge post on Instagram? <laughs> God, God, it was fucking shredded. What did I miss? Brother Adam is looking Brother Adam shredded, brother. is, uh... Looking rather shredded? Yes. Yes. Damn. Very much so. Looking Edge circa 2004. Ooh! Better than Edge circa 04. Interesting. Yeah. So, middle-aged crisis is not a thing, apparently. <laughs> what, what, what's the crisis? I, I think mean, his middle age crisis is more like 
which abs do I want to put in first? I was just gonna say uh, there's some there are some wrestlers that are aging like fine wine, and it. I don't think Edge is is uh, aging. I'm about to say the only thing that, that's the only thing that shows Edge's age is his gray hair. And even then, it's like then that's fine. Then he becomes like a silver fox, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So like a like a Kevin Nash. Yeah, uh, little little grays in the beard. It's totally fine. Yeah, and not a Scott Hall. No. So if you guys uh, are subscribed to the network, mm-hmm. you can watch Table for Three, which has Table of Honor. Yes, I caught like a small snippet of it. Tyler Black, uh, Claudio Casanogli, mm-hmm. and uh, Nigel McGuinness. Oh. For all of you marks. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that after learning more about Nigel, I have the absolute utmost respect for that man. There, and there is a doc on here on Nigel uh, McGinnis. It's not our doc of the week uh, called Chasing Chasing the Magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, have, I have yet to see, but um, by all accounts, it looks really pretty good, so... Really pretty good. Mm-hmm. Really looks good. Really good. It looks really good. So I'm just like I'm always interested when I see like the docu series, like Table for Three, or if they come out with a new documentary. I I always get a little bit more intrigued. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what other what other stuff, sir? Okay. Um. Let's see. So apparently, mm-hmm. uh, there's no raw clue because Rowan did it. Damn. But but Daniel Bryan says. He didn't put Rowan up to it. And Roman speared him anyway because Roman's no fool. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I'm. I was, so I'm Roman ain't no fool. Thank you. <laughs> I was about to say like. Mama didn't raise no moron. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say like, what is up with the Raw and SmackDown this week? Uh, I I honestly think that they were trying to put themselves on a back burner specifically for Cardiff to try to draw more people to Cardiff. To hype people for NXT. Yep. Well, not just NXT. I think that's also one of the reasons why they brought Cesaro in. Because you bring in Cesaro and bam, you're guaranteed viewership because people are like, huh. Yeah, people to see him lose. I mean, Cesaro hasn't won a match since he beat Ricochet, I think. Well, newsflash. We'll have to talk about it in a second. Okay. All right. So, uh, any any other things we need to go over? Because... Nothing was really popping up. Besides Taya Valkyrie making history as the longest rating knockouts champion. But she beat a... Asterisk across... Uh, asterisk beside it. Why an asterisk? Why? How many times she should have invented the title? Last night, I think. Well, the, the last taping in Mexico. Yeah. One shot. Well, you think she's done it four times since she's won the belt. Excluding the major pay-per-views. Mm. I guess. He's kind of right, but I mean, whatever. It, it is what it is because it's, it's impact, and sad to say they. Don't really have a, sad to say they don't really have a female roster right now. They barely have a roster Actually, as it is. They do have a female roster, which is shocking to say. Yeah. Um, Their female but, roster starting to get more name, more better or better names than their male roster. Here's the thing about when it comes to impact. Mm-hmm. If a tree falls, no one's around to hear it, who cares? Ken <laughs> Shamrock uh, responded to Moose. Yep. Yeah, so there's that. 
I think that was kind of. I think that's kind of. The, I think those are the two highlights on Impact. Yeah, there, there was really. Oh, and uh, Tennille Dashwood apparently made her debut. Yes. So. Um, we'll talk more about her mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Yes. Because I got a bone to pick with that bitch. Oh Lord. Okay, so uh, Big D, any more breaking news before we kick it off to the main card? Um, the last bit of breaking news that I have is to all our Florida family. Please stay safe. Mm-hmm. We have no idea where there's things coming. We've got friends coming over to Kayfabe City, that or Kayfabe Central, that's coming to stay with us because of their current living situation. Yes. So, with a somber heart, we say to you guys, please, for the love of fucking God, have enough water. And remember, you have a tap. Use it. Save the planet. Don't get bottles. There's my Daniel Bryan promo for the week. <laughs> and save the sea turtles. Don't get straws. Even though we have straws. Left field. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. Um, but yes. Um, yes, there are numerous shelters opening and numerous hotels out there for you guys to stay at during this uh, tragic time right now. So definitely take advantage of a set shelter, mm-hmm. especially for people whose homes are not as stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely take all the precautions. You don't want to take this uh, lightly. Yeah, because, you know, things... A house, uh, in the words of the late, great George Carlin, a house is just a pile of stuff with a cover on it. You can replace stuff. You can't replace you. So, don't... Don't don't tell that to my ex-wife. Shush. You only Um, live once. (sighs) But... Yeah, just be careful out there. Don't do anything stupid. And if you have to do something stupid, for the love of God, video it so we can laugh at you. Please. Yes. So uh, We're going to need entertainment, damn it. Shout out to Christian Miracle. He's working on the TakeOver uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. The Sin video. Yep. And uh, shout outs to Brian Zane. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Social Injustice Warrior. And the NoDQ crew, as well as our Floridian local wrestlers. Well said. Yes. And I hope to God that they're all staying safe right now. Yes. So with that being said, we'll be back with the main card. Ladies and gentlemen, this was, uh, what was it, August 31st, so yesterday at the Sears Center... AEW presented all out of cards. <laughs> and Kayfabe City, we had to kick the queen out for a little bit, so uh, welcome it? to a headlock and hip toss. Oh yes, first time on Spootfy. So, all out. Did they go all out, or did they hold back? They held back. They held back? Well, some held back, some went all out, some didn't even show up. <laughs> Welcome to AEW's Held Back. <laughs> Welcome to AEW's. We had no idea where the hell we're going. Uh, well, I think they had directions. Except for one match, which I'm going to get to. But, <laughs> get your ass, boy. Um, what did you think of the show, though? Overall, it was okay. Yeah. There were some great spots. There were some what the hell's going on. There were some... Oh my god spots, and there were some hot told you spots. Mm-hmm. There was some good, some bad, some ugly in here. 
but definitely better than the past two pay-per-views. Not better than Double or Nothing, but... The problem is, though, is I think they set themselves up so well, I don't think they're going to be able to top that show. Yeah. All I got to say is, if they deliver the same strength they did, they did uh, if they deliver the same strength on TV, like they did on this pay-per-view, they'll do fine. So... That's a an a compliment a compliment of itself. Not to mention they already they advertised their uh, next pay per view November 9th, full gear. <laughs> and notice notice there's like some uh, ominous quiet in here because Big D is just in disgust right now. Why? the fuck is up with these stupid-ass pay-per-view names? Roadblock, Full Gear, Great Balls of Fire, yeah. I missed the whole Starcade. Well, you're not gonna get Starcade. I'm just saying. The easy names. True, but I think Full Gear was easy in itself. I mean, it could have been worse. Could have been Nuts and Bolts. I expect that coming out of a certain indie company that is no longer around. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> to me, that sounds like something they would do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's talk about the... Uh, so, in commentators, we had Excalibur, Jim Ross, and Golden Boy. I was pleasantly surprised at how well Golden Boy was on that mic. For Golden Boy... He didn't say much, and what he said made me cr- made me not cringe too much. So he I mean, was good. you can tell he's still a little green around the ears. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll do very, very well as a commentator. Yep. Now, the co- now I was honestly shocked when it came to the commentary crew that they didn't bring out their newest acquisition. I think they're holding back, and not to mention I don't know if Tony Schiavone. Spoiler, guys, Tony Schiavone's with AEW. I don't know if he's going to be in the commentary team. I think he's going to be more backstage. No, I think he's going to be calling. I think he's calling. I don't think he should, though. Because it's, it's kind of like not learning your lesson. But at the same time, I think it would be... I think he will because he is working with JR and he will not be doing play-by-play. Because JR will be doing play-by-play. Excalibur's doing play-by-play. But I'm saying on the regular show, I think JR is going to be doing the play-by-play. I think, well, this is con- contrary opinion. I, I think JR is fine as what he is, as a uh, median. Because you would definitely want to give it to the young guys. I mean, with all due respect to, Jim, with all due respect to JR, I think his um, days of uh, God is my witness, he's broken in half, is long behind him. But, but I, I think would, he still has a lot to offer. I, so I think for him as the median to help the two youngsters out, is the best role for him. Yeah, and I think I also will say that listening to JR's voice doing commentary, regardless of what he's doing right now, is a sight for sore ears. And what I mean by that is is that it's uh, a much needed break, no offense to the big three on the big <laughs> There's only so much Oh my God, Michael Cole, shut the it's hell up! It's boss time, the big dog. Ugh. Well, yeah. So taglines of. I mean, Jr's got his got his few taglines, but mm. they're 
Few and far between. Well, they're not few and far between. And not, I mean, definitely, he doesn't definitely use them as much as he does, but they're timeless. They're there for a reason. Yep. So that's where I'm getting at. They're there for a reason, and they've been used so much, quote unquote, that it's nice to hear them again. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the oh my god he's broken in half because they really weren't oh my god he's broken in half moments. No, which is well, with the exception of one match, two matches. So let's talk about the match uh, that started the buy-in. It was the casino battle royale between the women wrestlers. Yep. So Nia was the first person out. Yep. Leva Bates was Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. she was, I think, the first person eliminated, actually. Well, she did have that spot where she was stepping on books to avoid getting eliminated. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Because technically she's not touching Because uh, as Pancakes was not floor. Yeah. And there and were mul- the, there were multiple stabs. Books was not floor. There were multiple stabs at the E, and this is one of them. Mm. But I liked their stabs at the E this time because they were more subtle. They weren't come straight out... Bitching at us because oh my god, straight out of Bischoff. Market that, put it on the shirt, straight out of Bischoff. Oh, you got your job. There you go. So, um, what were some of the subtle jabs before I move on? Um, the Joker spot went to Mercedes Martinez. That was the first swerve of the night. Yeah, there was it was a lot of swerves. And she looks good. She did. She really did. She got a good welcome in Chicago. Um, I think and she, she got a hell of a pop because nobody. There was a couple pops in this in this one because um you had you had your who who was in the ring first? I know the Hearts were last. Was it the Spades or the Cubs? I think spades were first. I think spades were first. And then diamonds, uh, clubs, and, and then uh, hearts. hearts. But yes, ODB was there. She got a pop. Uh, awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. Brandy, obviously. Uh, Jazz. Swole got some chance. Jazz got some chance. Now, I, I, I'll get to Jazz in a second. But I have an the issue cr- with Jazz. But the crowd was big on two people, in my opinion. Well, Mercedes and ODB. Yeah, and also for... Piper. A little, a little bit. She came out in the female version of Daddy's Jacket. And she did the poke and the sleeper hold, and she got eliminated through the middle rope, mm-hmm. and then came back in and got eliminated again. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm just like... Very much her dad. Yeah. You know, time will tell where she goes, but... Uh, I love the um, continuity between uh, Britt Baker and Brie Peasley. That was good to see. And uh, I think we all and I, my final four got messed up so bad. <laughs> I don't think we none of us got the final the actual because it, it, it was it was Priestley, Britt, Nyla, and Mercedes. Mercedes, because I think yeah, because Gibbs got eliminated, right? Sadie Gibbs did well. She did Sadie very well. Sadie was a very she was the dark horse and mm-hmm. no, not dark. She was the workhorse of the match. I slash somewhat agree. Slash actually the actual workhorse being Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nyla Rose outlet. So they pulled a uh, Royal Rumble 1992 on you. 
You realize that? Mm-hmm. You know, the holding of the hand and getting eliminated. I love Bree Peasley to Britt Baker. Um, and then Nyla eliminated her. I will, I will say this about Nyla. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen her, she's a big individual. Not just that. She's kind of getting a little bit of a belly. She's I have the feeling that that's t- the hormones. She's near 200 pounds. Well, she's near th- almost 300. She looks like it, but... There ain't no way in hell she's near 200. No, she's around 200. I I, I might be wrong on that, but... Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think she's pushing three. Maybe, but that's far-fetched. Because I was about to say, 300 pounds on a woman is... A hell of a lot bigger than three hundred pounds. Okay, so they, you're billing her at one sixty nine, but you remember she's a man. She's a transgender. So I'll say two hundred, two ten. She doesn't way. look like two ten. That's the thing. She looks like she's closer to three because she's. She, I mean, let's face it. She's got a male's body. I mean, okay, like I said, I have nothing. This is this next statement has nothing to do with transgender transgender phobia or whatever, but to. Pull the old State Farm commercials. Well, she's a guy. So, as from a male to male span, standpoint, she looks like she's closer to three hundred because she's got that belly. She is significantly taller, so her her frame is built. But she has a thicker built frame. Okay. I don't think she's two hundred because for that, you've got to look at Rey Mysterio. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Rey Mysterio's two hundred. I'm also looking at Joe. Joe is two two eighty. You put you put you put Nyla next to Joe. Nyla looks smaller. That's all I'm saying. Well, Joe's also got is a barrel chested motherfucker. True, but I'm thinking you put her next to me. Mm. Okay, so let's um. But that's, let's surpa- let's that's surpass. off the cuff. Yeah, let's surpass. <laughs> You must say not do yourself any favors. Let's I know I'm fat. <laughs> I've openly admitted it. I have no problem calling me fat. Other people that just piss me off. Okay, so uh, yes, Nyla Rose, um, me and I'm a contender for the women's championship. Oh, you know, transgender. I'm like, dude, just shut up. It's 2019, for goodness sake. I have no problems with it. I mean, they've been booking her strong, so it makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. Good on you. Um, the match itself, I give it a two out of five. I agree. It was a cluster of a match, but the but the last bits were pretty good. Now, I mean, I don't mind if they're doing this the casino battle royals every pay per view. I don't mind. Just make sure it's on the uh, the buy in and not <laughs> the main card. So, what is your take? What were you about to say about Jazz? Okay. Uh, I got on my box. Where'd it go? Okay, there it is. Thank you. Um, Soapbox time. What the fuck? You have arguably one of the greatest female wrestlers to have ever graced the stage. Granted, yes, she is significantly older but she's also significantly more jacked than she was when she was in the I agree and shout out to Rodney Mack you fucking eliminate her like two seconds into getting into the ring she doesn't even have a chance to hit any of her signatures there was a couple of people who I think should have gotten more time I agree 
her Ivelisse. And I East, think, but at least Ivelisse did something. But, the thing but I agree is, with you on Jazz. I think Ivelisse and uh, Tennille did exactly what was needed. True. They showed themselves and said, hey, look, we're here. We're here to stay. And then get out, got out, because there, there wasn't any way for them to get... Excuse me. There was no continuity for them to potentially win it. Yeah, because it was their first time there. If you look at the there. final four... The final four is who, well, three out of the four is who we thought would have been in that title hunt. Two of them are in a few. Yeah, so neither Rose was kind of the, the dark horse in the final four. But now that it's played out, I think it works out great because we're going to get a rematch from a prior pay-per-view. Yep. So, but we'll get we'll get to that when we get to the other uh, women's match. So what were you getting I love the whole Brandy versus Bunny feud. Oh my god. I love that angle there. I love the fact that they're keeping that angle going. Right. Because again, it's continuity, and that's the one thing that they're going to need to solidify going into an episodic show, is you're going to need storylines that are set up through your pay-per-views. Which is why I was saying they have a direction now. In but terms they're starting. Of, right. So have a they have a lot of work to do, obviously, I, I think but the they're on the right track. I think the women's division has more continuity than the men's division right now. I agree. We'll explain that when we start going through the card. Yeah, especially one match which I was not happy with. Um, what would you give? What would you give? What would you give the match? I give it a two. Okay, so we're. It's an okay way to start. Mm-hmm. It's just a standard battle row. There you go. I was about big, to say you big can, names with big letdowns. I'm about to say compare it to the first women's Royal Rumble, where mm-hmm. it was a bit of a cluster. But next match on the cardi was the Flippy, a Madam Beast match. It was it was the bathroom match. So it was and it was Team Angelico and Evans taking on Private Party, uh, Martin Quinn and uh, what's his first name. Isaiah, not Isaac or Isaiah Cassidy? Sorry if I... Cassidy. Okay. The screaming guy. (laughs) Now, I will say this. As far as flippy shit went, we certainly got a lot of it, and it was good flippy shit. I was about to say, this was choreographed ahoy. Um, There was a lot of of good spots, but there was a lot of of pretty bad spots. But I do think think, uh, Cassidy was really good in this match. I think Cassidy was the workhorse. I agree. But, I mean, like when we were talking about the spots, I really like the spots where Evan um, rebounded from the spider German suplex and the standing 450. Yep. And let's face it, that's pretty damn hard to do a standing 450. So I'll give props on a standing 450. What did you think of a shooting star? Shooting, a shooting star is a shooting star. But, here, but but if we're gonna rate shooting stars, if I think Quinn is up there. Stars, Quinn is up there. Quinn is getting slowly get on slowly fast fastly approaching the top ten. Okay, because I'm I'm gonna burst your bubble here. I don't think Kidman shooting star is a great shooting star because he goes sideways. Well, remember for the time it was. Oh my God! Because nobody was doing that. Right, but I, now that's become a staple. If you're under, under now you got guys high. like Seidel who's perfecting the. Where Seidel can do it in his sleep. You're right, 
Now so, I think he's working. I like. I would love to see him work on, say, a double shooting star. <laughs> you gotta go high. And, for and, that. But the thing is, anybody can do it. Just don't hire Teddy Hart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Teddy. Or Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh goodness. But I think if anybody can hit a double shooting star, it's going to be Seidel. Yeah. Because Seidel, Seidel, or even Neville. I say, yeah, I agree. With, well, Neville's technically is a shooting star. It's just spinning. It's a corkscrew shooting it's a, star. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. That's why I said anybody could do it. It could be him. Okay. As far as trying to hit the double shooting star. But as far as this match goes, I mean, I didn't really care about it. But it was it, good I enough. It a four. I give just it just because the athletic. If you go in athleticism, 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 I give it a four. As a match, I give it a two. So I give it a three. Okay. All right. Now we can get to the main card of this pay-per-view. Uh, the match that I predicted, SCU, taking on uh, the Jurassic Express. I still like that name. Marco Stunt, uh, Jungle Boy, or as Jim Ross called him, Jungle Jack Perry, because he's Luke Perry's son. And uh, Luchasaurus. Which shocked the shit out of me when I heard it. Are you serious? You didn't know? No. Oh my gosh. He doesn't look like a dad. Oh, I, 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 I disagree, but that's something else. But I, I knew months before they announced. Cause I, cause like I knew, cause, cause like I knew Luke Perry like wrestling, and I knew he had a son, and I'm just like looking at Jungle Boy, and I'm like, he looks familiar, but. That's neither here nor there. Uh, Luchasaurus, who I found out was also part of NXT way back in the day. Yeah, he's part of the original. Way and it was NXT. also part of it was also part of Big Brother before he got jacked. That's so, where he's more known for is yeah. Big Brother. But yes, yeah, so, so Luchasaurus. Oh my God! Was the workhorse? He was over like Rover. In well, Chicago. and that's the thing is that which, which is gr- which is he good. Started, he started to get that way with, uh, with Lucha Underground. Yeah, but I'm talking mainstream audience. Uh, no, that's what, what I'm saying, right? Is, he he was he started to get over mm-hmm. before they stopped, and now we're finally getting a chance to see him go full fledged, and I'm really enjoying it. Is it safe to say that? You are satisfied that the casual fans are getting to know what Luchasaurus is all about? Yes. Okay. Because I did like that flip over Suicida he did. On one foot, need I mind Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, well, he's he's such a big guy, he shouldn't be doing that. If a big guy has been training his entire wrestling career in a Mexican style, in a Mexican ring, like Luchasaurus has... Then he knows exactly what he can and can't do. If you notice, he is probably one of the best powerhouse lucha hybrids there is on the market. Yeah, there's not a lot of them either. So, and what makes He's, it what makes it better is the fact that he is a six foot four, six foot five powerhouse who would fit perfectly now in the quote mold of WWE. Yeah. Because he is a literal giant, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't help you're sticking him with two of the shortest people to ever wrestle. <laughs> yeah, Marcos. That fights. are not Marcos, uh, same height as Kevin Hart. That are not uh, uh, little people. So, yeah, Mar- Marcos was pretty cool. I love how he was like. I I, I, I love the innovation 
between Lucha Soros and Jungle Boy using Marco Stunt. And th- but there, therein lies my issue, and I, I've said it before, and I will keep saying it. I think Marco Stunt is just a freaking gimmick. It is. He can but wrestle. I, but Don't get me twisted. Right. He can wrestle. But everyone's like, oh, he's so short. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Splash. I just hope they don't treat him like Hornswoggle. That's where I, I think it may end up happening. Let's, let's hope they don't go that far, but this is the crowd that accepts them, so it's fine for what it is. Um, every, everyone performed very well. I have no arguments. I just wish that Scorpio Sky did more. Uh, Kazarian... He showed Kazarian of old in this match. And I like that about him. That was great. Because he, he, la- he, he caught up with Jungle Boy. I love that exchange. The last pay-per-view, he didn't get a chance to do much. No. He was the, the pay-per-view before that, he showed Slight. his new. Yeah. His new Kazarian. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. And, and uh, the finish was a uh, best melter ever. The double power, the double power driver to the moonsault. What is with people using Melter's name as a move? Marks. I don't know. Man, it's a direct stab. I guess so. But I, I give this match. Uh, it was. I give this match a four. It was. It was a great. It was it, for me. It was good to open, and I mean, this is where we have our first, and that's fine. So because uh, and this is this is what podcasting is all about. Right. Podcastings are about not agreeing every single fucking time. Like I get, like in in terms of to kick off the show and got the crowd over and everyone got their stuff in. I wish Jungle Express would have won, but it's fine for what it is, and I give it a four. I give it a three. Okay. I mean, yes, there were great spots. There were great some great flippies. But in in the end, it's still just just that. It's a prototypical six man flippy shit tag match. We saw glimpses of other aspects of wrestling, but it was heavy on the flip. But here's the thing, though: they didn't overdo it like Private Party and <laughs> Angelico and Evans. The, there, the, there was more wrestling in this the match. Prob- the prob- the the thing is, is you're comparing apples to oranges. Right. When people think Private Party and and Halico and Evans, they expect the Flippies. I guess so. Because all four of them, for lack of a better term, for lack of a better term, are luchadors. We all know that Evans and Halico are actual luchadors. Yep. That's fake. They've wrestled in Mexico for numerous years. And Private Party is part of that new American generation of luchadors, which is vastly coming upon us. The millennials of luchador. Well, never mind. The new the age. Millenni- the the millennials. The new. The now. <laughs> the now. The new age luchadors. Let's put it that way. So, I mean. We have one match where it's expected. We have another match where you expect more heavier, heavier hitting mm-hmm. because you do have Luchasaurus in there who can take the heavies. Right. And you have two pin cushions that can take the heavy hits. Yeah, which well, is... three. I mean... If you count Scorpio Sky. I was about to say, they all, it all, they all worked and clicked well, so... And that's why I don't have a problem with them right. keeping this feud going. 
is because they click so well. I just hope they eventually beat SCU. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, next match on the card. The Pack versus Omega. Yes, this was a match I did not expect to see uh, so early. Um, Omega came, well, Omega cut this very heelistic promo on jo- on Moxley on the uh, being on the being on the road to All Out. That was actually really well, and you could tell he's been thinking about that for a while. Oh too. yeah, I mean it makes sense based on if you've watched the past couple and, of uh, pay per views. And also, may I say that that had. Arn Anderson written all over it too. To Rick? Yeah. When he, he Arn's to Rick. That okay. was very Arn Anderson esque, and we'll get to that in the next match. Uh we'll I don't, get to that style. I don't know if it I don't know if it was synopsis to Arn's promo to Rick, but it was it was definitely an old school esque. And I enjoyed it. Promo. It was a nice uh, flash in the pan, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. Um, as far as the match, there were a lot of what the hell moments. So yeah, yeah. We're starting to see. It, it was it was a it was a nice uh, appetizer for the rest of the card. Seeing how fast Pack really is again, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see his speed back. Mm-hmm. That suicide through the middle rope that mm-hmm. he did, the camera couldn't even keep up. With I know, him. and that was pretty. It was and he couldn't, and but then again, you've got, I guess you could call it two ring generals. They are modern ring generals. They are. They know exactly where they are in the match, and are in the ring. And I think personally, there's a lot of trust between the two of them for some of the aspects that they were doing. Oh my god! On a one-on-one, because because there's a lot of trust. Yeah, because there are some there are some instances where if they were if they were like one inch off, you they were screwed. Um, his first shot at the one-winged angel. Yeah, the uh, the guillotine. That was the another neck. nasty shot. The guillotine to the neck and Neville flipped out of it. That that's something I've never seen before, and that's great. Um, and the, I or the the way that the match ended. I don't think anybody could have thought he was going to come out and slide down off the one winged angel or even into a submission like that. Yeah, and Omega passing out to the station. But if you look at that particular submission in real life, that would do it. It's a standard. It's a. It's a. Uh, it is a standing rings of Saturn slash crucifix. It's more. I, I would say it's more crucifix than a ring of Saturn. Yeah, uh, there was not a lot of V triggers, which is good. That's since like since since Shima, yeah. But those were some of the good spots. Right, but there also were some bad spots. Neville. Now... And I'm saying that for a reason. Okay, go ahead. Your fucking foot slipped again. Yes, it did. And again. Yes, it did. And again. There were some bad spots, mainly... I mean, yeah... They, they, both, they both kind of screwed up a like little o- bit. Like Omega. Here's... This is... This is where kayfabe and shoot kind of mix a little bit, okay? Now, for shoot, I understand what Omega did in this match. But kayfabe, I'm like, why on earth is Omega taunting so much? (laughs) You know what I mean? But in reality, I understand because like, he's not taking Pac too seriously, which is why he lost. 
So there's that story in that but match I like that where he's where there was only ten days to prepare because he's all in his mind. He's thinking of Moxley when he's overlooking Pac. But I like that because he is overlooking. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, ugh. And even Jr. called it. I'm like, man, even he he gets it, obviously. But um, the ugly. Those barricades need to be pushed back more. There's so many times, especially Pac, him, because I remember Pac tore up his ankle ducking under Chris Jericho back in 2016. He landed on, his his foot caught that freaking, that guardrail. And we've been in situations where we've watched live, I'm looking at you, Eddie Edwards, where they snuffed the freaking guardrail and it was cringe a la cringe with cringe on top. It was that bad. But all in all, like you said, it was a great appetizer to the main course. I I give it a four. I give it a four and a half. Okay. Just because it was very well methodically done. But there was still the aspect of, oh well, his mindset's still on pot or still on Moxley. He trained for Moxley. I loved keeping the kayfabe going. Yeah. So it made sense for him. Now I'm realizing it. It made sense for him to lose. Yes. It just sucks that he's only won one ma- one singles match. Right. And and the good thing about this is they that, kept reminding us that he's only won. no. Have you what? Not only that. Have you? Did you see the? Uh, did you see the uh, the name the uh, the nameplates? It shows their records nameplates. on the on yeah on the nameplates when it says oh Kenny Omega and it shows oh, their yeah. records and I love that I love that it, that, that real it's sports all, yeah it's all a uh, freaking world uh, world of Re- or wide world of wrestling world yeah WOS WOS yeah. world sports slash MMA where the where records count which is good you know it's a great alternative. Now, next to my favorite match of the card. Go ahead. The Cracker Barrel. <laughs> which was less wrestling and more hardcore. Oh, my gosh. You got Joey Janela. Yep. Joey Janela and Darby Allen. Okay. First off, I give this a four and a half. I give it a four and a half as well. And here's my reasoning why. Go ahead. Holy shit. Right out of the fucking gate. They're like, hey, uh. Jimmy, hi. We're gonna grab the ring tape and uh, tape you to a chair, and then yeah. Oh, we're gonna wait, Darby. Yeah. Go get that bag. They've got. I wonder what's in the bag. Tax. They shove it in his mouth and tape it shut. And then on top of that, freaking Darby goes. Turns to Janela. He, turns to he gra- Havoc. Point at Havoc. Janela, Janela and Darby go at it for probably two or three minutes. Yep. And then Darby goes up and he's looking at the coffin drop into the middle of the ring. Then he turns around and just does a shooting star press onto fucking uh, Havoc, who somehow miraculously got his hands out of the chair. Yeah. And, that, and in that mind, I'm like, yeah, he is going to win, which he does, spoilers. But there was I, a the, lot of good spots. The spot of the night... Hold on. 
I'm okay, just saying, this match has the spot of the night for me. Alright, I'm going to go through the list of spots and then you'll identify whether or not it's the spot of the night. So, we had staple spot, or freaking Jimmy Havoc staples himself in a crowd chance, you sick fuck. But the that was hilarious. There's a problem with the, the staples. Okay. Havoc stapled Janela. Yes. Janela no soul. Of course. I don't understand. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of plot holes. Um, yeah. but I but guess that I, is, that's I, the thing with hardcore matches is that they're adrenaline. I'll, I'll, I did I'll, like what, I'll chalk it up to the adrenaline rush. Yeah, I did like it when Janela flipped flipped with the chair. Dude, that was he flipped with the chair and went many, back into the sitting saying, position. Do you know how many times that they've tried that and the chair is broken and they finally got a chair that doesn't oh break? Oh my gosh, Team Edge, eat your heart out. Um, <laughs> the so, cringiest of the night were when they tried to do the attempted paper cuts and they were pulling too early on the paper cut. You yeah. can tell that. The first one was okay, but the second one was bad. And the third one was worse. So, kind of like Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Um, that I love the I, I love the use. Sorry, interrupt. But Joey Janela killing himself in this one. Good spot, bad spot for me. Good spot. He does a flipping power driver, and the reason why yes, it's in, I agree. In, I agree. It's not a power bomb because if you look, he overshoots the shoulders and grabs his waist. So Darby's landing on his head through the damn table. Yeah. So even Jr. is like, well, that's more of a pile driver than a power. Yeah, because it goes over shoulders and. Another one, Joey does a freaking moonsault. Jimmy Havoc is obviously out on the floor. He moves off camera. Oh, so yes. freaking Janela just eats Oh, he ate shit. it hard. Real bad. It's, 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 take, all you have to do is envision. Remember uh, Money in the Bank 2017, I think, when AJ Styles was holding on to the, to the, uh, the belt. There was no ladder and he just fell flat on his face. Yeah. That's kind of what that was. Yeah. But he didn't fall on in the ring. He fell on the floor. Yeah. What uh, the hell, Joey? I will also say that this is the first Cracker Barrel match that actually used the barrels. Yeah. And they destroyed a few of them, which um, I thought was pretty badass. I'm, I'm surprised Jimmy Havoc didn't eat one of the biscuits and threw it, and threw it that up. That would have made it better. Yeah, it would have. Or to take a bite. And then look at it. And just spit. And then look, no, then look at somebody. Mm-hmm. And then go mandible claw with it. That I thought been, that would have been That would have been great too. Um, but I did like what they did, uh, especially Darby. He uh, set the, he set the, um, he, he threw, he, he whipped um, Jimmy Havoc into the, uh, into the steps, set the steps, laid him onto the steps. He grabbed one. That's my spot of the night. Okay, good. Grabs the barrel mm-hmm. and does the coffin drop. With the fucking barrel. But Jimmy, being the smartest... Jimmy ate world. Yes. Uh, yes, band alert. Jimmy eats the world. Literally. Eats the shit. He moves over, and Darby just... Darby just, just fucking splats. ate it. <laughs> like, you go on Twitter, and it's if you follow any one wrestler, it's like, on their fucking profile. Like squashing a tomato. He he's he just splats the barrel between you know the steps in his back. You know what? I think hey guys, 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 guys! I just saw this cool video on Instagram. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show. Are you guys talking about the Darby Allen coffin drop? Yes. Yeah. I follow. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. Gonna You're a little up. late to the program. Sorry, guys. I think the only thing that would have made that spot a slightly better. Yeah. 
it's going to be, it would be really pain in the ass to clean up if there was the Cracker Barrel maple syrup in there. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, it just splashes. No, that would be weird. It would. It would be like cleaning up the cake during the Buff Bagwell match. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, though, there's already biscuits on the floor. So I, biscuits well, biscuits were easy to clean. But, but, but yeah, but I'm just saying for continuity aspect. True. You have the biscuits. You have the Cracker Barrel famous biscuits, and now you should have the Cracker Barrel. You want to know what's funny, though? Syrup. Jimmy Havoc was selling how heavy the barrel was, but then the other two just shit candies like, oh, this shit's not heavy at all. But uh, Well, the problem is, is that Cracker Barrel is about how, it's almost the same size as Dark Gates. Yeah, I'm about to say, it looked like 25 pounds. It's probably 25 pounds, but it's the fact that how tall it is. I guess, yeah, it's awkward. It's an so, awkward pull for him. So, um, the finish of the match, <clears throat> Superplex to George Jilla from Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy, ke- uh, Joey catches foot onto said barrel that's not good enough he does an acid acid clothesline and squashes the barrel one two three jimmy havoc wins so far my record is not good in predictions surprisingly (laughs) i'm doing better than you that's scary but i think i think that's going to change jimmy havoc being the smartest man also being the most hardcore he wins i wouldn't say the most hardcore signed yeah, signed hardcore. I think Darby Allen was the hardcore guy in the match. Yeah, he was. Um, I think in- all got. Sorry, I didn't know, but no, this was a good match. This was a great hardcore great match. Teaser for yes the three matches to come or it, four matches to come. Exactly. This is what a hardcore match should have been. You remember how I was saying the three stages of hell match was what a three stages of hell match should have been? This is what a hardcore match should have been. So like four and a half. Next match. Oh, sorry. Your your prediction. Uh, what you were gonna say about um, it? Like I said, I, it's I give it a I give it a solid four and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that it was like I said a great appetizer for the next the last couple of matches, <laughs> and it certainly highlighted all three of the wrestlers. Made everybody look good. Um, so next up on the match was the tag team, the tag team match between um, best friend, best friend and Dark Order, Dark Order for the bye, first round bye. Now, normally I never really okay. As Madam B once said to me, "I'm a tough nut to crack when it comes." Hey, Madam, yo, come here. What's up? Sorry, I had to make sure she was in it. Go ahead. Apparently, I am the hardest man to please when it comes to wrestling because I am a bit of mark. So, it's shocking to most people to believe that I actually gave a whole bunch of four stars off the bat. This is where the streak ends. Okay, I give this match a two. It was a basic tag, but no one fucking cared. And that is my third and last curse I'm going to use. Now... Here's the question. Now, how basic are we talking? Are we talking like white girls, yoga pants, Ugg boots, pumpkin spice latte basic? Or how basic are we talking here? Uh, person typing on a keyboard basic on at Starbucks. It's that basic. Basic white bitch. Oh. So. Is the girl who's had so far two, but so, we're not discussing that. No, so here's the thing, okay? There's a lot of good double team moves. I did like. Uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno using that old heel tactic of cutting 
cutting the ring in half. I mean, that's just good. That's just tag team, man. That's just good tag team. Yeah, but you don't see that a lot. It's because nobody does the good tag team wrestling anymore. My point exactly. So I my my honest prediction is that Dark Order is going to go to the finals, and I think they're going to end up facing the Bucks. Oh, speaking of the tag team tournament, the very first round, the first match, of the first round has been announced. Go ahead. It's going to be um, Private Party versus the Bucks. Oh my goodness. But yes, uh, Dark Order won. And uh, rightfully so, they need all the heat they can get. And I and here's the thing when it comes to, this is what Aaron Riff was talking about. Unless you're a hardcore fan, you watch Being the Elite or the YouTube series, because they don't have TV, you don't know who the Dark Order is. So I think vignettes could have helped. Yeah. And speaking of vignettes, sorry to talk about this late. They did advertise a new wrestler, Wardlow. I'm interested. They've got me interested because I don't know who the fuck he is. Yes, but... He looks like Matt Cross. Mixed with Brian Cage. Mixed with a, insert here, Mexican wrestler. Yeah. So so he does look a pretty uh, dynamic. Yes, so, and, and uh, his pro- uh, that was a good vignette for That's him. what I was hoping for for the Dark Order to get people to care, but they didn't, which did not make me care. Oh, and we also forgot. But here's the thing. Uh, sorry to interrupt again, but uh, there's a because there's a lot to talk about, obviously. And uh, but uh, lights go out. It, that's what I was getting at. Because they're carrying away. Uh, who who they're carrying away Chucky Chucky Ch- Chucky T or Trent uh, the uh, sorry the, cre- the creepers were carrying him away lights go out lights come back on freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy shows up just stands there stands there hands in pockets shit. and everyone loses their minds and what does he do he walks away no he does a suicida with his hands in his pockets on a dark order. It was a suicide dive, actually. Same difference. Suicide, I think that's kind of the same thing, though. Yeah, but it looks cooler as a suicide dive versus a suicide. True. Because suicides typically mean that you're going to be running into the... <laughs> guardrail. Guardrail. Okay, well... Where a suicide dive can be done to the ramp, the entrance ramp. We're going to define But the fact that he was able to get through the ropes without fucking touching them yeah. at all... Even with his feet. Yep. With his hands in his pocket. Yep. I look forward to watching him wrestle. And the best top and the best part of the night. He best, didn't lose his sunglasses. Best friends hug him and he's just standing there not breaking K With his hands still. With his hands still talking pocket. with the Okada zoom out camera. It was hilarious. That that was a good segment to end a basic match. What would you give it? Three. Okay. Next up is Rio defeating um, Hiroka, Hiroka, Hakura, Hakura, whatever. I think it was Hiroku. Hiroku Shida. Yes. I will say this: out of ring entrance, Shida wins it. Yeah. I didn't like Rio's music. Um, I told you this was the excite. This was the most um, surprising match of the night, and it was. Because this was a solid Hoshi match. One of the best I've seen all year. Um, I love the fact that those two just, you know, 
went at it, left it all in the ring. I love the ending sequence, the numerous counters into the roll-up by uh, Riho. I give this match a three and a half. It was a really good women's match. And uh, definitely puts over Riho as this never-say-die attitude. Yeah. And I liked at the end how Nyla comes out, mm-hmm. doesn't attack, just stands there. And I will say, that belt. Randy did a great job picking that belt up. Yes, that belt was good. It's like it's like it's a, very impact esque. I'm just saying it's very impact esque. Is their design with the vertical with the vertical plates versus the horizontal plates with the oval look? It yeah. look it looks like it looks like a ring. It does, but I there again. I think that if one certain beautiful big girl gets it, that ball's gonna look so damn tiny. We'll see. But uh, what would you give the match? Three and a half. Okay, so we're in agreement to that. Uh, next match. Hold on. Because uh, I believe I know what this is. Because there's only I think three matches left. Next up is the Cody versus Sean. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So let's get started Le- with. You say something. I'm gonna go in my box on this. Okay. So let me get my. Let me get my stuff off before I fall asleep while he's on his oh, soapbox because I have a feeling I know where he's going with this. No, we don't need the belts for this. Okay, so Sean comes out first. Mm-hmm. Does his own entrance. I loved the new entrance for him. I loved it too. He, for those who haven't watched it, lights go out, spotlight, and Sean's sitting there on a chair, wearing his WWE Perfect 10 hood handy thingy. He's beat the long, his long beanie with the, the hand warmer things. Yep. And then he's wearing sitting that. on the kayfabe dented chair. Mm-hmm. From the Cody chair. And he slowly closes it, and as he, as the final hit, boom, music starts. Yep, totally. And then totally. great timing. Yes, I agree. And then as he's walking halfway down, I was kind of expecting him to cut his music and go into Tully's, which I think would have been pretty cool. But Tully doesn't have any but music. I'm just saying. Okay. He owns the rights to his music. Mm. They could have done something with like the horse whip. Maybe, but that I, I don't know. I, it was fine the way it was. Um. So Tully comes down, then he unmasks and he doesn't have his mohawk. Yes, he did. It, but it wasn't as pronounced as it was. But he did have his contacts in, which ironically stayed the entire match this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then down comes Cody. Oh, let me talk about this. Hold on. Please let me talk about this. You will. I'm just saying. Down comes Cody. Match starts. Hold on. Be- you I skipped said, the whole no. entrance. I said I'll skip that to let you talk about it because I think I know where you're going. And okay. I wanted to get my all right, talk all right, about all right. the match done. All right. <laughs> Jumping ahead. So match gets ready to start right as the referee is about to start ringing the bell. Bam. Suicida through the ropes. Cody goes off with the literal bang. Brawl decides, the match decides, hey, we're not even going to start it yet. Let, just, let us just fight. Mm-hmm. They go through the crowds. Let me tell you what, security guard almost punched a kid in the face. <laughs> yeah. 
because he's trying to get everybody back and he just goes whack and stops it short of hitting a kid in the face. Yeah. Which that would have been a lawsuit. Throwing elbows a la Shaq. Um, once they get back into the ring, shenanigans, more shenanigans, more shenanigans. There's supposed to be a wrestling match. It wasn't much of a wrestling match. It was more straight up street fight. It would have been okay with it them just calling, hey, screw you, we're going to have a fucking street fight. Yeah, that's, that was logical. Um, and then the interesting thing happened. Belts galore. Which was perfect timing because, let's face it, chairs are kind of old-fashioned. Let's bring out some other belts. It's not like we haven't seen that before, a la Hogan, a la anybody else who ever wore a belt. Um, then... Some interest, something weird happened that mm. I'm still trying to wrap my hands around. Okay, mm. they cut the camera from the from the ring up to the ramp, and who do we see coming down? Oh wait, Arn Anderson makes his AEW debut. Yep. So. Wait, what? Why is he going in the ring? Why is he setting up for the spinebuster on Sean? For a 60-year-old man. Dude, that was a beautiful spine buster. (laughs) And it reiterates why Arn Anderson is the epitome of the spine buster. I agree. Yes. All the other WWE guys do great spine busters, but nothing compares to an Arn Anderson spine buster. Mm -hmm. And then Arn slowly walking out. Tully's going like, what the hell? You're supposed to be my brother. And it looks like Tully's trying to throw up the floor before the camera pans away. I'm interested to see what's going to happen between that. Could we get a horseman match, which I really don't want? <laughs> Thank you. But I kind of want to see it. Mm. I, but I don't want to see two... I don't want to see a repeat of the show that we will not rename. Good. So, I mean, all in all, it was a good fight. Yeah. Not much of a wrestling match, but a decent fight. I give it a three star for a fight. Two stars for a wrestling match, so that gives it a three and a half. All right, hold on. Let me I get comfortable. Say t- that would have been a two and a half if you going into medium, but I'm not going to the medium. Okay, good. I ain't the medium. All right, hold on. Night night. <laughs> so I'm gonna start with Cody's entrance. Um, I did like the Star Trek reference. Um, Brandy coming out with Pharaoh, which is nice. Out comes DDP. There's MJF, right? So, and then Chandelier rises up. Ding, 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 ding. Hello, Cody, my old friend. Comes up from the uh, ramp. And, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously they're in tunnels, so you can see those two clear. You can see those two. You can see uh, his entourage in the background. Well, the problem is you could spot Brandy from a mile away. Yeah, and the pyro goes off. Need I mind you? There's an animal in the audience, not in the audience, the arena. Don't put pyro. For goodness' sake, I felt so bad for Pharaoh. He looked scared out of his mind. He did not want to go out there. Thank you, Pyro Crew. Lesson learned. When you have an animal, don't shoot Pyro. That's what I had to say for that soapbox. Now, the other soapbox happens at the end of the match. Um, 
like you said, I love the fact that they went to the fight. They did the, they did Triple H it and go into the crowd, which is fine. And logical number one, they should have kept it a street fight. You know, uh, I did like the belt spot. Uh, Sean Spears playing the uh, cowardly heel. Uh, MJF was actually in Cody's corner. I was predicting a swerve. I was wrong. He didn't swerve. So good. So which makes no sense for MJF being the true heel. But I'm gonna leave it alone because because I think this is a uh, pulling the curtain moment. What I, what I mean by that is, it's personal than his own ego. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So my my concern and problem with the whole let's choose MJF over DDP was as he's shooing DDP away, he does the upside down diamond. I'll uh, ready to rumble, yeah. But my problem with that is is the way he did it and the positioning, it was looked like a kitten from a female. Ally ready to rumble. So uh yes the uh Arn Anderson coming out, which was shocking. Spinebuster, great. Um, Tolly is like, in, in Tolly's like, what the heck? Goes to the back. Um, there was a lot of uh, distractions thanks to MJF, but that shows an experience, which is fine. Um, I did let the dusty elbow spot. Love that. Crossroads, one, two, three. Cody wins. I have a big issue with Cody winning. I did too. He didn't because it just kills the feud. Exactly. It kills the feud for me. Because he's... I don't want him to be the Hulk Hogan of AEW. Win every fucking match. Yes. I... Because that that was my biggest issue with him winning. Which is why I give this match a three. If Cody would have lost, I would have given it a three and a half. Because I'm like, great, they're continuing this. But... Cody didn't need to win this match. Sean Spears needed to win this match. I agree. So that's my soapbox. Next match. Next match on the card. I'm going to have to scroll down again. You know what it is. I know what it is. It is the Triple A A. Tag Team Championship ladder match. Christian Miracle would hate this match. The S... (laughs) The Escalara de la Muerte. Muerte. Stairway to death. Um, I will say this. Uh, it I it was the match of the night. Flat out simple. Four and three quarters for me. Yes. Um, for me, it was. I give. I give it a five. And you know me. I don't give fives out. I give. I'm giving this. The match itself was four and three quarters. And then there's a quarter stars for the end of the match. Okay, I agree with that. Um, as far as a ladder match, it is a typical ladder match that you would expect the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers to have. Right, but there were concerns going. A lot of us had concerns going into it just because of one Phoenix with his injuries. But the good thing about this is they protected him as much as they could, and yes. he pl- and he didn't do a lot of risky maneuvers. No. And I think another contender of spot of the night happened in this match. Oh, my God. Uh, when one Pentagon get pushed between the rungs of the ladder. Mm-hmm. And then had a figure four on one side and... Uh, the lock. The, the cross-face lock. 
on the other. Yeah, that was pretty nasty. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Phoenix diving through the ladder into, I th- uh, what was it? Tornado DET or who are Tornado DET on the next. Nick Jackson is ridiculous. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know how many flips this dude did into a hurricane? Especially one into a hurricane. That was deliciously, that was deliciously beautiful. Um, I did like the. Uh, I did like the. I did like it when um, Pentagon did the uh, the destroyer over the destroyer off the ladder. That was great. Um, we had something broken today in the Book of Rules. And what was that? Okay, in, in a ladder match, right? A person that goes under the ladder is deemed doomed, correct? So, are the Lucha Brothers the uh, Monopoly? Because they went under the ladder, but they still won. <laughs> well, remember, <laughs> so there's that. remember, you are talking about the Prince of Darkness. I well, true. Never mind. But there was a lot of stalling. It's a good thing it was. There was a lot of posing. This is which is why Miracle would hate this match. But it was in the beginning of the match, so I can say fine with that. As long as it's in the beginning of the match, I agree. Not in the middle of the match where you stop the momentum dead. I don't like that. But. I agree, it was a very entertaining ladder match, and these guys competed. There was the spot where Pentagon got his mask taken off. But the cameras did a good job of quickly getting away from it. Yes. And, uh... So, I I have all the most utmost respect for the camera crew. Yep. Shoutouts for Bob. Yes. Uh, noticing something was going to happen because if yes. you notice, he leaves his perch by the. Uh, tries to find a mask, yeah. Well, not only that, he tried to find something to throw to him. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a mask, whether it was his mask, whether it was his entrance mask, or a shirt. Well, luckily, they did find. The ring crew did find a mask and gave it to. You know. But, yeah, I agree. And then. Uh, out of the. Hold on. They started posing a little bit. And then out of nowhere, here it comes. The robbers. <laughs> the, yeah. Two masked, two masked guys out of the out of the crowd, no less. Yeah, and uh, proceed to just pull them down off the ladder and lay them out flat. Yes, and they did a tag team move synonymous to one team in Impact. The well, crowd, former, former the, Impact. The crowd obviously killed it because they knew who it was, and they unmask and it's the Boricuas. Santana and Ortiz. Which are now called the Bodiquas. Well Shout out to Savio. <laughs> well I think that was I think they called Savio and asked if they could use that. I think he got the go ahead, so I mean I will say this, the the tag team I guess so, you could say the tag team turmoil. I was about to say so it continues, but But they added they They got some wrinkles. Say, well not only do they have some wrinkles, but they're starting to solidify a solid tag team division. Because let's let's look at the current tag team roster. Best friends, dark okay, order. Let's start, let's start from the top. You have the I'll, Lucha Brothers. It'll be easier to just list them. I'm just saying, you have Lucha Brothers. You have the Bucks. You have Dark Order, Best Friends, SCU, Private Party, Private Party, Lucha, Dinosaurs. Well, yeah. The uh, dinosaur and his toy. <laughs> and now you have LAX. 
Well, that's the vote equals. That's eight teams. So that's a solid eight that's teams. That's solid right there. It's not too much. There's not too many teams like there are in Ross now. It's but not there's water. enough. But there's enough to actually have a legitimate tournament now. It's not watered down, but it's not thin. It's perfect it's, the way it is. It's the perfect consistency for a well-thought-out blend of spices. Good. Very good. Yes, granted, they are heavy on the flippy shit, but you add uh, you add the body quiz in it, and now you've got the street fight brawl. There you the go. Street fight aspect, so. All right. Final match. Which main, Queen B is finally here for this one. The main event. Sorry, guys. I was just out in the garage. What did I miss? It Nothing. is uh, Hangman Page coming out on a horse. Cause of course. He's more horse than a man or more man than a horse. Sorry, Bojack. Um... A in the crowd, of course, of course, of course, of course, his name is Adam Page. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Adam Page is a uh, parent and his wife are in the crowd, cool. which played out really well with the positioning that they put them in. They weren't quite dead center. And then nice. uh, out comes Hellraiser Jericho. <laughs> I, I, say this. I will say this: I love. How he customized that jacket. <laughs> I do too. But oh, wait a minute. Hellraiser Jericho? Oh, wait, it's Spikey's? Yes. Oh, cool. But, uh, yeah, Jericho looks to be in better shape. Good good on him. Better shape than he was against Jericho. Or yeah. against Omega. Oh, yeah. He's still nowhere near his E form. Which is obvious. But he still looks good. It, it, it was hilarious because even the crowd tried to get on him, and then he just flexed on him. So it was nice, nice on you, Jericho. The flexing part was hilarious. Yeah. It's like stab number like six hundred and ninety-five at the E this week. Mm. So doing the whole Hogan, Hogan. Pose. There was noticeable booze on Hangman's part. Well, it's because there were there were botches on both aspects. Well, no, I'm not talking about the botches. I'm talking about before the match even started. Oh, well, I mean, because and it's weird that the we all we all said that he wasn't ready. Well, he it's not, not to that mention he's not ready. This is just my opinion, though. The crowd, especially wrestling towns, can spot if someone's not ready. Yeah, and I think they spotted Hangman as the Roman Reigns of the AEW. <laughs> Sorry, Hangman, but. And sorry, Roman. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Roman. They're doing much better now. But um, match was solid. I mean, I, I give it a three and a half, but it wasn't the wasn't the greatest main events. But it was a solid main event. The discus punch that busted Jericho. That cut looked nasty. And it looked legit. And shout outs to one Aubrey Edwards for not only being the official of the main event, but for doing a very very good job. I love that whole spot with Jericho. I thought that was actually quite comical. Yeah. Definitely. Um, there was a couple... I mean, they constantly... Constant whips into the barricade. Uh, the walls of Jericho spot. The... Uh, I will say this about the, the Jericho's... The, the walls... The he wall cinched spot. it. Dude, he, every single one was no joke. I'm going to sit on your back for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So you could call it a rest spot it, for it, Jericho. It was. But if you look at how during those times it really wasn't a rest spot because he was trying to get that blood out of his eye. So it's not necessarily a rest spot. He's not trying to rest. He's actually trying to get to the point where he can see. There were a few times where I legitimately thought that she was going to call the match 
due to the amount of blood loss and the ability for him not to see. But I've said this before already in this podcast about Omega and Pat. You got arguably the greatest ring general. Oh yes. In there, and he knew exactly where he was in the ring. In recent history, for my opinion, I have I mean, to clarify. Be, I have be, to clarify my opinion only. In recent wrestling history, top five. Of all time, top ten. Okay. That's what I'm saying. One of the best, not the best. So, but yes, um, he did. Uh, what was it? The Dead Eye by Hangman Jericho kicked out. So Dallas turning the tide in this match, which is good. Some added drama. Um, he was going to go for a flip over discus, I think. Yeah. And he did connect. And then um, the finish of the match, he um, flipped over. And while he was flipping, Jericho spun him into the Judas effect, which I think is the that's that, the best. Way that's to the best that way match. to do it. Now right. here's the, now here's the thing. About here's my argument with the Judas effect. If you put a lot of flair or make it unexpected, that's great. But if you're doing it from a regular standing position, it sucks. Like, like um, when Seth Rollins did the jumping knee, he whipped his opponent into it. If he if Jericho can whip his opponent to the Judas effect, I think it'll look more effective. That's just my opinion. But anyway, one, two, three, Jericho wins. You're an AEW champion, as it should be. The one thing that I was shocked is that they really didn't have a number one contender come out, which is strange. No. I was kind of expecting just somebody, somebody randomly to come out. I don't think they need to. Make, not I'm not talking about coming into the ring. I'm talking about just like maybe popping out under the entrance ramp. I didn't think they need to. Or maybe one of uh, one of Hangman's friends coming out to help him up because he kind of went night night. Yeah, I I mean, I don't even think they need to. I just I it was fine when they closed it, but uh, good. This is when I tell you production has uh, a lot of work to do. You can hear the cue. Five, four, three, two. One as they fade to black. <laughs> like you got some work to do, boys. But yeah. So well, we're gonna end this segment with. Hold on. You didn't rate your match. Four. So we're gonna end this with absolute breaking news, and it's a sad set. Um, it's just been released that uh, Dean Malenko announced he's got Parkinson's. So well. Damn. That's a hell of a way to end the segment. Yeah. So we'll be right back with the next cartive. Alright, stay tuned guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um my Frosty had to go cool off for a little bit. He's uh, starting to lose his frost. So uh, you're stuck with the uh, box squad for a little bit. How's it? <laughs> Did you guys miss me while I was gone? Okay, so um, the box squad, today we're going to be talking about NXT UK, or NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Yep. Um, if you listen to our last segment, which we all kind of hope you did, otherwise why the hell are you listening now? Um, 
we're going to be talking about uh, the results from Cardiff, which were quite interesting. There were some good spots, some sleepy spots, but all in all, it was another solid takeover. So um, first out of the gate, we had Noam Dar versus Travis Banks. The Kiwi Buzzsaw versus the Scottish Supernova. Now this, I have to say this entire card was filled with European strong style dream matches. And this was definitely one of them. A great like look. Well, you're forgetting the street fight. Well, we're not there yet, honey. But well, you said this card, so. Okay. So, but this was a, such a great, um, this was a great showing by both, by both. Oh, yeah. People. I mean, you could, <coughs> sorry to cut you off, but you could definitely see that Noam Dar was the workhorse of the match. Travis Banks is still a little wet around the noodle <laughs> in comparison to Noam Dar. I believe, was it, didn't Travis Banks just, wasn't he just coming back from an injury? Yeah, that kept him out of the uh, championship title, the championship titles. Yes. But, I mean, Noam Dar's Noam Dar. You can't go wrong with a match with Noam Dar. Yes. Because... Let's face it. Dar 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 dar. dar, dar. We have to because anytime we say dar, we have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was a great, great way to start Mm -hmm. a takeover. Again, I think NXT, the NXT brand as a whole, has figured out that you need to have a fast, a fast, quick punch Mm -hmm. to get your fans interested in the card, which worked out really well. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Next up, we kind of got a glimpse of uh, Wild Cesaro mm. back in... Hold on! We didn't grade the match. Oh. You forgot we have to do that. Three and a half. Three and a half, good start. Who was the winner again? Noam Dar. Okay. Via pinfall. Okay. Uh, they cut to the back. Cesaro is going to be doing an interview. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he gets cut off. By a guy who I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name, I, Aisha, mm-hmm. uh, Dragunov. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just looks at Cesaro and then walks past him into the ring. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, looks like he's got a challenge. Mm-hmm. So the Cesaro versus uh, D- Dragunov. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragunov did a great job of showcasing himself in this match. Right. I mean, let's face it, you're wrestling Cesaro, mm-hmm. and when you wrestle a Swiss cyborg, yep. it's kind of hard to hurt him. A Swiss cyborg? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, definitely put him... Uh, definitely put him through his, through his paces. Excuse me, I'm just waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a long soapbox there for a little bit, so I needed to take a nap. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Cesaro did exactly just enough to showcase Dragunov and to show that he is a legit contender for possibly the UK title in the future. I am inclined to agree. It's like there were a couple times where where Cesaro put would put um, Dragunov in a devastating move and it was, and he would go for a pinfall. 
and maybe it's kayfabe or maybe this was actual um actual feeling but it looks like he had a look on his face of what do i have to do to put this guy down yeah you just gotta spin him 20 times <laughs> well it <laughs> it worked but or almost 30 i think it was about but like 30 times it was 20 it was 20 okay because i was counting along with them and i lost track so um uh, give that match. I mean, I, I give it a three and a half just because Cesaro showcased himself, but also showcased Dragunov. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three and three quarter. Okay. Because so, it was a good showing and a great show of respect at the end. Yes, exactly. I love I love that, and that's what I like about the NXT brand as a whole. Mm-hmm. Is during typical pay per views, they are good about that. Yes. Um, next portion of the segment was they cut out into the crowd. And they show Adrian Street and his wife, Miss Linda, mm-hmm. um, which brings us to uh, uh, we're gonna save that for after. talking about his new documentary. documentary that's now on the WWE Network, uh-huh. which incidentally is going to be talked about a little bit more in depth in our last portions of the segment. Yes. So um, they cut backstage and show Trent Seven helping Tyler warm up by stretching out his arms. And then flashback into the triple threat match mm-hmm. for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. So you have Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. You know how hard it is for me to say Mark Andrews instead of Mandrews? <laughs> you forgot he had a first name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the uh, GYVs, or the Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay. And Gallus, the f- two thirds of Gallus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pretty damn good tag team match. That was a very solid tag team match. And they really did package this well. The build up to it was great. Everybody got their shit in. And, can I say it? We have new champions, the first ever Welsh champions. In all of WWE, surprisingly. Yes. And, and, of course, dispelling uh, another WWE myth or wrestling myth that you never win in your home country. Well, for we've noticed for NXT that that's not the, not not the norm true. anymore. Yeah. So, congratulations to Mark Andrews and Morgan Webster for being the new NXT UK Tag Team Champions. So, that was awesome. That was just such a good match. There were so many good, cool things. and There were so many cool spots in that match that I just can't nail. I can't. Um, all, the, all that Queen B and myself can say is that's a match you need to watch. Madam B. And yes, I agree. Um, next up was, for me, was the match of the night. Okay. Joe Coffey defeating Mastiff in his last man standing match. Hmm. Right out of the gate. They break the turnbuckle, and they break the top rope right out of the gate. Yep. So and it, it, it was straight up power for power, and it showcased both power for power. So I'm quite pleased with how that match turned out. For me, this is going to be my first five-star match mm-hmm. for the NXT UK brand. Wow. I, everybody knows I have a hard-on for old-school mm-hmm. power matches, and this is an old-school power match. So, I loved it. Flat out simple. Loved it. That's awesome. Well, this this match to me was very good. I mean, again, 
multiple great spots. The breaking of the turnbuckle. Don't know if it was the intentional. Way, the way it broke. Sure. The way it broke off. It was flat out intentional, but it was beautifully done. So. Sorry about that, but we're we're getting uh, censorship updates. <laughs> Did we get a letter from the network? Yeah, we got a letter from the network. Guy. All right, all right. So we gotta behave. I've been told I can't cuss right now. <laughs> we're under the nine to ten rule. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. But yeah, um, but this match was really good. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four and a half. Um, my five star, my five star match is coming up in a little bit, so can't wait. Um, next up was uh, Kylie Ray versus Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Uh huh. Shoutouts to Frosty once he gets out of the fridge. <laughs> Leave him alone. Well, I mean, he's got to cool off a little bit. He kind of went on a pretty high soapbox, so he's suffering from altitude sickness. Oh, good grief. You're the worst. Um, this, to me, was my five-star match. It had great storytelling. The build-up was great. The spots were, the spots were excellent. And this was Kaylee Ray's coming out party in her time to shine. And it did, and it worked. Um, not saying that Tony Storm was bad. She was not. It just proved that the one who wants it more is more than likely the one who is going to get it in the end. And that's what ended up happening here. The match was solid. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with the reign of Kaylee Ray. And I'm really interested in what's coming next. So. But it brings up a question of after the, after the event was done, uh-huh. Tony Storm went on to Twitter thanking the NXT universe. Is she going to get called up? Don't know. I honestly hope not. I I feel the same there's way. been I think there's been too many calls call ups as of right now, which is surprising for me to say. Mm-hmm. But I think keep her down there, or maybe maybe they're gonna start switching and move her over to, to the U.S. brand. That's what I'm thinking as well. Because we've already seen that with her former predecessor, or not her predecessor, her former competitor, mm-hmm. of having her come into the. The American UK, or the American NXT, to fix Shannon Baszler. That's very true. So, but we'll see. We'll see um, what happens. So, and I thought it was a pretty cool touch. Pretty cool touch, and they didn't show it during the man, the, the manager's tag match. Mm. Was that his bandmates? Oh yeah. Were in the crowd, and I thought that that was a perfect timing, because I think that if they were to show manager's bandmates there, mm-hmm. that would have given away the fact that they were going to win. Possibly, and also Junior provided uh, and the music for NXT. Yeah, and which yeah. I thought was classy. Um, so, so we're gonna like it's really interesting that the UK NXTs are quicker for us to get through because they're not a twelve card match. No, well, twelve match card. Mm-hmm. Um, next up was actually the main event. Yes, uh, Walter versus Tyler Bates. Uh, this was. Surprising. Yeah, it was because Walter's been so freaking dominant in his matches. Tyler Bates took him to his brink, and there were no shenanigans. 
There were no shenanigans. From his from the uh, Imperium. So yes. I thought that was was fuck was amazing. The the fact that they didn't get involved in any way, shape, or form in the match. Um, shout outs to Tyler. He did an outstanding job in doing this and showcased why he is one of the elite of the UK wrestling brands. I am I'm inclined to agree. I was going in this expecting it to be a squash. I and I am more than happy to eat a giant plate of deep southern fried crow because I underestimated Tyler Bate and his strength and his will and all that. I completely estimate underestimated him because of his size. I realize now that and again I have to eat a whole big old plate of crow and I am okay with it because he proved me wrong in so many ways because I was thinking this was going to be a squash. I was thinking that Walter was going to turn him into fertilizer within five minutes. Ended up not being the case. The guy not only kept kicking out, but he at one point actually managed to lift Walter for a few moves, which... That says I, something. I'm sorry. I don't see that very often. So when I do see it, it's like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah. Where are my friends, y'all? So once the match was done, Emporium joins Walter on the stand uh, to stand side by side in a show of strength mm-hmm. on stage, while Pete Dunn and Trent Sevens run through them to get to Tyler. Right. Now, this is where, for me, it gets kind of interesting, and it looks like Frosty's done frosting back up. Yeah. Um, but they embrace in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. a la click. Okay. So that brings out a lot of questions. I would not mind seeing Mustache Mountain mm-hmm. on the main roster, all three of them on the main roster, to battle the OC. Because I think that that would be a great feud. Because it would add a th- it would add yet another three man stable, mm-hmm. where all three of them can wrestle individually and have success. Well, two out of the three have success mm-hmm. as singles competitors in the in the WWE mm-hmm. with Pete Dunn and um, Tyler both being NXT UK champs. Right. So it'd be interesting to see, or maybe they go over to. The U.S. and try to go after uh, Undisputed. It's just only time will tell. Yeah, but who knows what's going to happen. Or maybe they'll, they'll just stay put for a little while. Uh, and I do have to say one thing. The the U.K. chance versus the U.S. chance, we Americans got to step our damn game up. Well, welcome to the U.K. That's what they do. I mean, these guys they don't are have, excellent. They don't have football, so they have to rely on wrestling. Yep. Okay. <laughs> God, what's wrong with So, um, this is going to end this segment. We're going to come back with our final thoughts and our documentary of the week. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back after a short message from the Hurricane Society. Hey, we got a new ring announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now time for your main event of the evening. She's fired. <laughs> 
Well played. Well played. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, so. that was my best Michael Buffer. So, well, actually, not my best, but. Well, that was good. Thank you. Um, so, The Fiend, also known as Bray Wyatt. Um, the recent social media waves, he has challenged either Seth Rollins uh, or Braun Strowman uh, to a match at Hell in a Cell. First of all, let, let's. I, I'm going to point out a few things that I love about The Fiend really quick. Go ahead. Uh, Firefly Funhouse, excellent segments. I can watch them all day. Uh, two, the brand new uh, theme song. Uh, let him in, which includes the lyrics "hurt" and "heal." Um, it's a and, cover to Mark Rose's theme. Yes, and uh, finally the entrance, the look, everything. I don't care if he's wearing penguin-style pants; it's awesome. <laughs> he's like the peanut butter M and M's of the WWE. I can't get enough. Okay. I, no, I'm serious. Like, it's like, I am loving this character so I, damn much. I think we're all in agreement. It's the best thing going for them. Oh, my goodness. In, in a world where we're basically, like, drowning in a sea of mediocrity, we've got this exceptional sprinkles just coming out of the sky. It's just beautiful. In a world. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not like where a movie no trailer. One exists. So, uh, yes. But here's the thing. If he's winning the chip. I mean, I don't understand if it's like an iron when it's hot, but I think it's too early for him to become champ. I'm inclined to agree with you. Beat I'm The Undertaker first, then become champ. <laughs> Jeez! You're hung up on him beating The Undertaker. Because it should have happened years ago! And once again, I am not in disagreement with you, but also... Get, get, I was about to say, get some more windows under your belt, become, a, become more of a bigger threat than just beating Finn. Sorry, sorry Finn. But, um... Oh, he's married to a hot chick now, so it's fine. Have you seen his wife? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. So I, uh, but I'm in. But yeah, it's uh, definitely get some more wins, then we can start seeing him more on a uh, main event basis. Yep. Who 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 can he feud with? Hmm. Let's see. There's a couple of people not doing anything right now. <laughs> I was just going to say, who's bored? Um, Paulo Cruz. Elias. Elias. Yeah, have him beat Elias. Ooh, during one of his songs. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, I loved how Kevin Owens came up behind him when he was sitting on that. That was, that was that great. Was um, what happened? But but if we're talking, but but I think The Fiend is more heelish. No, he's a tweener. So, let's, um, so yeah, Elias would work. Elias would work. Uh, Drew, well, that's just something because I want Drew Calloway to kind of get his butt kicked. Um, so if he's going to be facing a face, I have him face Ali. Yes. And then going he, and then he's facing another heel, so have him go against Joe, which I think will put him over somewhat. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a Bray versus Joe match. That would be kind of cool. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I would love to just just the storyline in that the one guy that is not afraid of the fiend and the fiend has to do something out of his element. That would be kind of cool, but again, that's another one that could kind of that could be a build up. Exactly. That that has to be build up more. It can't just be oh. It's it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like you know you 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 gotta 
you gotta approach the top before you go down on the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what do you think, Big? I agree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those who were wondering what that what that ticking sound was, that was a big man processing. So he's on DOS, so you're gonna have to forgive hey, bitch, him. Bitch, get it ready. It's Windows ninety five. <laughs> DOS is older. What are you talking I know. about? Windows nine. I like. He, no, he's on Linux. Dot <laughs> 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 matrix. Um. Uh, type, type, type in, type it. I was about to say, just type it in on the command prompt. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our new segment. We're called Breaking Frosty. Oh shit! And we try to do this every podcast because trying. I've said it once. I'll say it again. He's a tough nut to crack. So when we do break him, it's funny as mm. shit. Okay. <laughs> But um, this is where Big D gets to talk more. So Yay. we're going to end it with the Doc of the Week. So the Doc of the Week. Mm-hmm. So as uh, in, the, in the box squad, we talked about a certain one European or British strong style legend. Mm-hmm. He has a documentary that is named... Uh, imagine what I could do to you. It goes off and it's talking about his life and career and upbringing. Uh, the fact that he started life as a coal miner. Interesting. Uh, and he decided that, you know what, I'm going to... He was, got the boxing and wrestling magazine and saw the likes of Gorgeous George and Abdullah the Butcher. And it's like, you know what, I'm going to do that. Um... He made Flamboyant before Flamboyant was Flamboyant named Gold, uh, Gold Dust. He was one step above Gorgeous George in the Flamboyant scene. You have to watch the documentary to understand. Uh, I suggest I give this a good solid four and a half out of five stars as far as documentaries go. Um, it's actually better than the DDP documentary. Bold statement, sir. Alright, where can you find this? On the WWE Network for a whopping nine ninety nine ninety nine. Free for new subscribers. Yep. Until next week. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch you the next time when we do this. That'll be a three sweet. We out. Bye y'all.